everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the Untitled Jeff Gluck Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Gluck, and today it is the first edition of a brand new feature I am doing starting this year. It's called How I Got Here. Basically, I would like to know how people in the NASCAR industry got to where they are, how they made it, what they had to do to get there, what's their backstory, what advice would they have for people, who gave them their big break. And I asked NASCAR if Steve O'Donnell, who many of you are familiar with from his Twitter interactions with fans, would be willing to be the first episode. And they said yes. So I'm very excited about that because I think he has an interesting backstory. I had heard the podcast he did last year with Nate Ryan from NBC Sports, and he talked somewhat about uh, his youth years growing up in Egypt at times, um, away from his home in New Jersey. Um, His dad had been over there, so the family was over there. That was interesting. But how did he get into NASCAR? That's what I want to know. And fortunately, he was willing to sit down and answer some of those questions. All right, everybody. I'm here with Steve O'Donnell. Uh, Steve, um, thank you so much for being the first guinea pig for this new segment. No, it's awesome. Uh, You know, I follow everything you do. Love your enthusiasm for the sport. So uh, happy happy to do it. Awesome. So um, a lot of people know who you are and, and obviously interact with you on Twitter and things like that. But I don't know if a lot of people know your story. And I don't really even know your story of how you got started in NASCAR and, you know, what your path was to this point. Um, could, first of all, could you start off and just people know your position, your title, but what what is your role? Like, what's your day to day job in NASCAR that that you do? Yeah. So so day to day, I guess um, I'm up in our Concord office and oversee our research and development and competition group. So, you know, really all the, the rules and regulation of the sport. So kind of what goes on during a weekend and then all the the marketing and sales and promotion would be obviously under a separate group with, with Steve Phelps. So great team of people. And I guess tasked day to day with, uh, you know, on, on the poll that goes out from, from Jeff Gluck on was the race good or not? Um, <laughs> you know, that's how I'm judged. And then, you know, safety and then really the relationships with, with the industry. So how did you get to this point? I mean, um, I understand you grew up in Egypt or at least a time I listened to Nate, Nate Ryan's a great podcast yep. with you last year. And you talked about that. Um, how did you get to this point in your in your life? I'm not sure. No, it's, uh, <laughs> I think it was one of those things. I a um, lot of lot of twists and turns. Um, I, I was in Egypt for high school and and uh, candidly wanted to go play college baseball, and I ended up at Rollins College, small school in, in Winter Park, Florida, and um, obviously got to know NASCAR a little bit more being in Florida and near near Daytona. And really wanted to be in sports and wanted to figure out, you know, how, how do you do that? And I, I ended up working in minor league baseball and over at the Citrus Bowl and saw that NASCAR was was really taking taking some roots. And uh, I started out in the marketing department. So I was uh, I was a victory lane guy. Um, you know, I was the hat guy. I did uh, a lot of the pre-race ceremonies, got to know the drivers, the contingency program. So I think that's where I started out. It's probably where I learned the most and, and got to meet the most folks as well. So that was my kind of entry point into into NASCAR. So you helped with the hat dance. Like, is there old Victory Lane footage of you and we could spot you if we went you, back? Uh, if you want to look around, you would find, I think, from 1996 to 98, you'll you'll find a number of times Jeff Gordon, Victory Lane, and Pocono. Yeah, I was, I was the guy and uh, got sprayed with some champagne for sure and got yelled at a few times. But uh, it was cool because you got to know people. Um, you know, most of the sponsors obviously are in Victory Lane and and then the pre-race ceremonies, you know, coordinating with the track. So you, 
it was good and bad because what they told me when I started at NASCAR is if you're a somewhat decent person, um, you'll survive in this job because you're going to get to interact with all levels. Uh, if you got a big ego, you're probably out in six months because word gets around. So it was a good experience for me for sure. So do you ever uh, like any incidents from then that you've stuck in your mind? You go back to some and you're like, I remember when you, you know, you yelled at me that time and look, now I'm Steve O'Donnell. So I mean. <laughs> I've, I've never done it that way, Jeff, but I, I think it's fair. I remember um, way back uh, Gatorade days with uh, Ed Scholl and Ed used to run the Gatorade program. NASCAR used to have a, a, a program with them. And, um, you know, one of the tasks was when that car drove into victory lane, you know, the Gatorade bottle went, went on the car. And we were in Indianapolis. Um, Indy does a little differently. Uh, and uh, so I'm in victory lane and the head of the track sees me with my Gatorade bottle. And he says, if you put that on the car, you're out of here. I will throw you out of victory lane. Wow. And uh, Ed Schell tapped me on the shoulder and said, you're putting that on the car. <laughs> and so I, uh, I did. I think it was another Jeff Gordon win. And I was summarily thrown out of victory lane. I was uh, escorted to the hauler with Mike Helton. And at the time, um, you know, I knew Mike, but uh, not that well, and it was me, and I think the track, one of the senior track guys and Mike, and luckily Mike defended me, which was great, so that was that was one of them, and then uh, one other was uh, way back in the day at uh, the Milwaukee Mile, I, uh, I think uh, Steve Bird was the crew chief, and uh, I was getting the driver ready to, to get out of the car, and he said, who are you? I said, I'm with NASCAR, and he said, uh, get the hell out of my way kind of shoved me out of the way and so I'm on the plane with Mike Helton and I'm relaying this story and he said Birdie pushed you and I said yeah, we're finding him and I said oh no 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 I don't want to be part of this so it, it was funny back in the day I mean a lot of different stories but uh it's been a great experience too, getting to get to meet everybody wow so uh overall how many years have you worked in NASCAR now so this is my 21st year and wow. spent um I'd say about 12 years probably on the marketing side and then three or four, I did all of our weekly racing series. So similar to minor league baseball, you know, traveled to all of our short tracks. I think we had a hundred at the time. And, and that was part of my job managing that in the touring series. And then straight competition, probably the last four to five years, I'd say. So what, at what point did you make the switch or want to make the switch or say, you know what, I'd love to see another side of the sport. You know, I'm sure you have an appreciation for the marketing part, but obviously there was something about the competition that drove you to that side what was it yeah i, I always liked the operation part and and kind of you know what went on from the track and how we put on events and then you know loved what happened on track and uh knew that you know i didn't have the full engineering background so i didn't push for for a lot of that but knew you know i was pretty good at managing people on a team and candidly was given the opportunity to get into the racing operations side which was more you know working with the team owners um, on some of their agreements, you know, just what we're doing day in and day out at the track, not necessarily the rules and regulation of the sport. So, you know, Mike Kelton, some of the guys gave me a shot to do that up at the R&D Center. And then that really evolved into, hey, could you manage this group of people? And I said, well, you know, that's that's new for me from an experience standpoint. What if Jeff Valk asked me some <laughs> in the weeds, you know, questions? And they said, well, that's OK. We're going to we're going to hire the right people. It's more putting a good team together. So I, I think that gave me an opportunity to get more into competition, which candidly I love. I mean, at the end of the day, it's, it's all about what happens on the racetrack. And that, that's, that's the aspect I love of, uh, as part of the job. So what would you describe as the big break in your career and who gave that to you? It's a great question. Um, 
I would say my big break, and this will this sound funny, but when George Pine worked here, um, we had, and this is way back, but we had NASCAR's 50th anniversary. And we were going to look at what do we do? How do we brand this? How do we really make this a celebration of NASCAR? And I was kind of the victory lane guy. And I, I sent George a note and I said, look, I'm, I'm looking to get involved in some more things. You know, I don't have experience in licensing or some of these other things, but, you know, put me to work if I can be of help. And he created a committee and, you know, kind of threw some stuff at me and more and more. And it kind of evolved to where he trusted me and, and it became a, Hey, as we have opportunities, you know, Steve's the guy we may want to look at. And, and that helped me get to the weekly racing series. And, and then from there, you know, worked hard, everybody, every manager I've had has been great. Jim Hunter was a big influence on me and, and him and George helping me. So I, I'd probably say that that one project helped at least kind of get me on the radar internally. Um, and then from there, you know, it evolved to where you're, you're working with the family and, and hopefully doing a good job. So did you ever envision yourself, you know, in this role now, could you have dreamed that when you first started with NASCAR? No. And, and I'm not a guy either, Jeff, I mean, you know me pretty well, but I'm not a guy who came into a job and said, you know, I want to be the X, Y, Z of NASCAR. I mean, don't get me wrong. I have ambitions and want to work hard, but you know, I, I just like, what I did and I wanted to continue to do that and as more you know things came in front of me I was like okay you know I'll go after this and hopefully do a good job and if not I'm sure they'll tell me and I'll be on my way but um, I just always wanted really the sport I mean I, I love the sport I love the people and felt like if I could contribute and continue to be part of that I was happy to do that there's been some times candidly where I was like you know am I over my skis a little bit you know this is new to me and and um I think the industry has really been good to me too, to kind of help out. And, you know, what I found is as long as you talk to people and listen, um, you know, you can get most of some good ideas just from actually listening to people and trying to corral where we're, where we're all trying to go. So what's next in your career? Like, um, obviously you're still fairly young. Um, you have a long career, many years still ahead of you. Do you see yourself doing this the rest of your career? I mean, what's, what else do you want to accomplish for yourself? Uh, it's a great question. Um, you know, I'm a, I'm a big family guy, and I think it's, um, you know, part of the one challenge for the job, and I don't want to sound like I'm complaining, but I had young kids when I started. I was away a lot. I've got a son now who's a sophomore in college, a daughter who's about to graduate, um, and a wife who's like, you know, hey, what, 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 are, what are we going to do? So I, I think it'll also be an opportunity where, you know, I think she wants to, she's a big race fan as well, and, and maybe coming to some more races. So, for me, it's it's having the ability, you know, I tried to be at every baseball game and that and, and did pretty well at that. But I think I'll have some more time to, to to get up and just, you know, on a social aspect, you know, hey, go to dinner with the driver, spend some more time with the team owner and, and try and you know make maybe some more informed decisions. I think some of the times, you know, you make a call and you haven't maybe talked to as many people as you would have liked to. And and so, I mean, I love what I'm doing. Um, I think for me, the key is setting NASCAR up for kind of that next generation. You know, we've got Scott Miller, we've got Gene, we've got, you know, John Probst who just joined us. But, you know, what's that next group of people so that we put this company in a position where, um, I mean, you, you, I think you've seen this, Jeff. NASCAR was a place on the competition side that if you came from a race team, you were probably on your way out or retiring. And it was just, uh, you know, hey, you don't want to go there. You'll be out of the loop. And I told Scott Miller that if we can ever make this change, that we can get people from a race team that they actually want to go work here and feel like they could go back and forth, we, we will have succeeded. 
Uh, we're not there yet, but we're starting to see that. And I, I think that's really my focus is to, to just continue to get the right people that everyone in the garage trusts. And it's a place where we're all working, working more together. Um, there's some famous career advice out there. And I don't know who came up with it, but I, I've heard it repeated several times where if you, you know, you to, to find your dream job, find someone who's already in that job and then try to understand how they got there. Um, and you've related some advice on, on how you got there and how you worked your way up. If someone's out there is listening and is like, man, I'd love to do what Steve O'Donnell's doing someday. How should they get started? Is it something where they should go to their local track and start, or should they try to get in with NASCAR on the ground level? What's the ideal path to get to where you are? No, I think it's a great question. And, and I've been lucky as well. I mean, I, I had people who, you know, gave me a shot, so I'm not going to sit here and say, you know, hey, he's the most skilled person ever. I mean, I've been really lucky. People have believed in me. But for me, what I've always seen is, you know, internships to me show that someone really cares and they're taking the initiative. If you're in college or whatever, and you're saying, you know what, I'm going to spend my summer and I'm going to go try and work here. I think always forget even like grad school. Like for me, when I look at a resume, I'm like, that person took initiative. And then when I look back at, at my career, it's, you know, I was afraid maybe to call some people, you know, Hey, they don't want to hear from this young person. And I would say, Anybody who's in a position of, you know, where I'm at, who, who doesn't call back someone who took the initiative to reach out for a job is an absolute jerk. I mean, because we were all there. And so I would say, you know, make that effort and, and don't be afraid to, if it's a friend of a friend and, and you got a shot, use your resources. Because um, that's at the end of the day, it's going to be that, you know, Jeff Gluck knew, you know, John Smith and, and Jeff thinks this person's a good person. So I I'm going to give them a shot and, and talk to them. So I've always found that that's, that's a big part of this. And then the other part is, you know, don't let people say no. I mean, you know, if, if you are passionate about what you're doing, stay after it because people mm -hmm. will see that. And if you hate your job, get out because it's a long life, hopefully. And uh, I did some jobs before NASCAR. I was a sales guy, you know, selling long distance door to door in New York City for a year. Um, you know, it was a tough job. <laughs> Got yelled at a lot, learned a lot, but I knew... I hate this and I can't do this for the rest of my life. So I went and did unpaid internships and it worked. And I think that's part of it. Wow. So you already had, you already had started your career in some ways. And then to reset, you said, I'm going to, I'm just going to completely start over. So I um, graduated from college and thought, you know, I didn't know you could even work in sports, but I, I kind of heard, Hey, you might be able to work in minor league baseball, you know, it doesn't pay a lot, but I was like, wow, this, this could be great. And um, went out to El Paso, Texas, and it's all the general managers of the minor leagues. And I looked around, and it's 40 people looking for a job. And at the end of the seminar, Jeff, they give everybody the microphone, and they say, I have one minute to say why we should hire you. Wow. And uh, uh, I, I think I did okay to get an unpaid internship in Iowa, but I didn't have money at the time. So I, I ended up moving back home. I was in New Jersey. And I got a sales job literally selling like long distance to businesses. And so I would cold call, go in and I'd get the, you know, hey, you, a, you an effing sales guy. <laughs> oh and I would God. say, uh, yes, I am. Get out. You know, and but I, I grew up quick because I was like, you know, hey, you got to make some money here and try and figure this out. So you, you learned about people a little bit. And I ended up um, getting an internship down in Orlando, um, you know, unpaid, but I was like, you know what, I'm going to try this. I'm gonna, and so I made enough money to kind of survive through the summer and, and did that. And that turned into a couple more gigs and then, and then NASCAR. Wow. So when the media comes to you with some difficult questions, 
Uh, it's nothing compared to being yelled at by some New York uh, sales no, company and, guy. And, and I, I think I actually enjoy that part of it. I mean, I, I know in that role, that's that's part of what we've got to do. And and I also learned, you know, I, I know sometimes I can be defensive with drivers and it's hard. Like I wear my emotions on my sleeve. Sometimes I don't even know it. You know, our communications people will be like, hey, you looked really ticked during that. And I was like, what, really? <laughs> so I, I think it's, I enjoy that part. I actually, you know, I watch a lot of the, press conferences of other people of you know how do they handle things or you know when you look at boy that guy looked really mad you know if I'm a media person I'd write that you know that guy's a jerk you know and and then I've never understood you know you have a job to do and I and I respect that and and you're not asking me you know because you're like I'm going to bury this guy for the moment sometimes you may have to but I respect that that's your job you know and and my job is to to do the same try and answer as honestly as I can um, so I, I think that's one other thing is to me, no one in this industry has ever gone away. Um, you know, you can be a jerk and try and win that one argument, but two years later, you probably need something from that person and it's not worth it. You know, and I think I try and, you know, work hard, but I, some advice I would work hard and be nice because at the end of the day, you know, people will hopefully respect that. Work hard and be nice. Well, that's, that's great advice. We'll end on that note. Thank you so much for sharing your story and hopefully people will, find it interesting and maybe even inspirational if they're trying to get into NASCAR and be where you are someday. Absolutely. And I uh, love what you do and we'll continue to be a patron. So uh, keep up the good work, bud. Thanks. Appreciate it. All right, everybody. So there you have it. Really appreciate not only Steve uh, being willing to do this interview during a busy speed weeks, but also NASCAR for getting it on his schedule and being willing to pitch it to him in the first place. Definitely appreciate that. And as you heard there, Steve mentioned he's one of my Patrons, I'm now up to 1,060 patrons, I think, as of this, and very honored to have him as one of them. Appreciate his support. Um, I think he is well aware that uh, it doesn't mean that I'm going to always agree with him or give favorable coverage or anything like that, but I appreciate him trying to uh, recognize me as part of the community and keep me going to the races. If you're interested in also becoming a patron, you can check out my Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash Jeff underscore Gluck. And most people pledge, you know, five or $10 a month. And uh, that's how I go to all the races and live actually. (laughs) Um, So we definitely appreciate that. And it's been fun over the last year here having so many of you join in and help me out. Some people who have recently pledged or raised their pledges include Brandon Odermatt, William Scales, Rika Porter, Karen Douglas, and Cynthia Fazekas. Thank you so much to all of them. And if you've been a patron for a day, for a month, for over a year now, uh, you're all very much appreciated. And I wake up every single day thankful for what you guys have done. So with this How I Got Here series, I'm interested in people with fascinating backstories or intriguing journeys to get to where they are. If you have somebody you'd like to nominate, please shoot me a note on Twitter. Let me know if you are aware of somebody who would be good. It doesn't matter if it's a crew member, media person, whatever. Uh, I'd, I'd like to know. I'm interested in hearing about them. The next podcast is going to be after the Daytona 500, which is this Sunday. Very excited about that. Um, who knows what to expect? I'm recording this before the duels on Thursday. So um, yeah, who knows what the next four days are going to bring racing every day. And it's it's the season's here. Let's go. Let's do it. If you're new to the podcast each week, there's going to be three podcasts. There's the 12 questions, 
the How I Got Here and then a post-race podcast, which I always do my best to post after the race, uh, before I leave the track, even if it's a night race. So uh, you guys, even if you go to sleep, you'll have it in the morning. But if you typically wait about three hours after the race or so, uh, it should be on your iTunes app or wherever you are listening to this on your podcast. So that's all for now. Thank you so much for listening. And I will talk to you after the Daytona 500 on Sunday night.